This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast. My theory is, is happy, healthy women equals a happy, healthy world. Everything we are and we do shines outwards. Hello and welcome to Radically Alive Women Edgecast. Melody. Thank you very much for having me. What do you stand for? Well, that changes all the time. But currently I am working on a range of products that will hopefully benefit women and be more accessible for women in the natural health realm. By trade, I would say I'm a naturopath medical herbalist. That would be the formal title, I guess would say. But I'm probably more of a kitchen witch. <laughs> That's why I actually invited you to speak with me. It's because I met you on the local Sunday market and I had come across the tea, the herbal teas that someone else had brought into our house. And they, they already shared legends about meeting you and all the wisdom that you had. And then I met you in person and I was like, wow, yes, this is a herbal witch of some sort. You know, some magic. Thank you. Yes, I definitely would have been in trouble during trials and witch trials and things like that. Not just because of what I actually do physically with herbs and plants, but just because of, yeah, I'd, I'd create a shitstorm. You create a shitstorm. <laughs> yeah. To, um, yeah, you can't, you can't quiet the voice of what you feel and what the truth is. So, yeah, and all of those women were essentially just mothers and partners and wives healing their families with what nature gave them. So I'm trying to carry that forward um, using all ethically sourced and organic products and then practitioner-only range quality products for the more sort of the step up from the teas, which would be the tonics. Yeah. So I have a range of teas and a range of tonics as well. And the specialty of your range seems to be that you know quite a bit about women's health, about the herbal remedies for um, especially uterine health yeah reproductive health mm -hmm. but I mean not just reproductive health I would say I specialize in women's health because our bodies are so unbelievably powerful they are they, I guess they're considered complex when we think something goes wrong but in actual fact we are a finely tuned powerhouse of different systems that when they all work together in, um, in harmony, I guess, they, yeah, they just, well, they're just amazing. We're just amazing. As females, we are just incredible. And one of the things that I always have in the back of my mind is that, you know, for an individual woman, if you ever forget who you are or if you ever um, lose your step or you don't feel grounded, there is at least two other generations in you as in a physical sense so when a female or a girl is in her mother's tummy that seed for her daughter is already with her so we are born with the children in our in our bodies that we are going to have or not have but in that dynamic there are already three women in one and I always remember that every time I think of women's health and think of how amazing our bodies are I just think that's so beautiful and yeah, I just I just really feel that we need to support and nurture the nurturers. And that's what we are as women. We are we are nurturers of ourselves, of our of our children, of the world, of of each other. And doing what I can to support that is yeah, really what I'm all about. 
And so the teas I do have are all, well, they're not all women's, but there is a huge range of women's teas specifically designed to look after any female at any age and stage of her life. So wherever she's at, there's something for them. And you do also tonics is what you said. Yep, tonics as well. Tonics are a little bit more specific and that would be just based on certain health conditions that can affect us just a little bit more common to us females than our male counterparts and that's more to do with reproductive health and the fact that we menstruate every month. What our bodies do in an entire month, the male body does in their whole lifetime. So we're doing it every single month of our life until we stop having a menstrual cycle. So that in itself is quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's just magical really. And we don't want those monthly cycles to be painful or uncomfortable or hinder us from or hold us back from doing what we need to do in our lives as well. So whatever that is for each each individual. How did you get there? How did you get to own that that you that you want to bring that wisdom or that like own that witch herbery herbery witch yeah oh that's a good question I fell into natural medicine accidentally I had already done a degree at Canterbury University I've always really loved ancient cultures so I've always studied classical history um, and history itself but really loved ancient cultures and you know the mythology and the legends and the stories in and around how those people lived and things like that so that's what I originally did and it wasn't until I got to the end of that degree that I was like well I'm not going to be Indiana Jones so what do I do next and I fell into natural health just completely by accident I come from a family a strong family of women who originated off the land um, here in New Zealand so lots of a big farming background and have always gardened, have always cooked, have learnt that from my mother and learnt that from her mother. And I just have this natural affinity for plants. I just love them. I think they're amazing. My favourite colour is green and not the, you know, like a deep green or a bright green, but that perfect new growth green. And yeah, I just love, I love how plants growing is just nature in itself. And it's what the female body does every month with a seed as well and I think that correlation just all matched up and all came to alignment and you know women are incredible we're we we can do amazing things and to support that with an array of plants that are so readily available is just yeah it's magical so that's probably where it came from the women's health mixed up with the plants but there are some very specific favorite plants that I I like to work with as well you know, there's not one in particular. There's kind of like a bunch of them that I really love to work with. Would you pick one and tell us about it? Yeah, I could talk. There's probably the two that I would put in a similar basket, but are are they are quite, well, they are different, but they're not. So they're both root plants. They're both part of the plants that you're using are the root. So the ones that tap right down into the earth and they're both extremely powerful They are both considered adaptogenic herbs, which would be essentially adapting the entire endocrine system and especially that response to stress, hormone cortisol and adrenal glands. 
to adapt us to our situation but also give us endurance so one of them would be Siberian ginseng it is not specific to female health at all it is just one of my absolute favorites it's incredible it reminds me and this is a little bit of my yoga background as well but it reminds me of a very strong warrior that is just in a position of in a stance of readiness but no aggression no no calamity of the mind or anything like that just ready just strong grounded and steady so that's what that herb reminds me of every time I use it it also has some amazing qualities not just being an adaptogenic but also being a powerful antioxidant interestingly anti-radioactive and they've done a lot of studies post Chernobyl with Siberian ginseng and people's radiation levels coming down compared to people who didn't use the herb anti-cancer as well which is I mean that's always going to be great um but yeah it's just a very powerful and strong herb and it's a very it's a good balancer for anybody that uses it but also specifically when I use it for females I'm using it for that frazzled and fried state of exhaustion really yeah so that adrenal rejuvenation the other one I would put pretty close to that and often use them together is an Ayurvedic herb called Shatavari. And Shatavari again is it's the root of the plant that we're using, whether that's in um, a tea form or tonic form or, or another form. And it is the only, one of the only herbs, I'd probably say for more certainty, the only herb that a woman can take safely throughout the entire course of her life. So it can be quite beneficial for teenagers when they have heavy cycles to help regulation, help them get pregnant, so quite quite beneficial for fertility if that's what they're looking to do. Safe through pregnancy, which is a big one. And fantastic for breastfeeding as well. And then you get to the other side, and it's again really good at balancing for perimenopause symptoms and then that transition through menopause as well so it just goes the whole way through it's, it's amazing that herb reminds me of a goddess yeah her shatavari is just so yeah encompassing so those would be my two for today both s herbs <laughs> wow is the siberian ginseng specific to siberia or does it grow in other parts of the world it, it's more specific to those kind of colder climates. So yeah, so Siberia sort of Russian type, I guess landscapes, yeah, those colder those colder climates that are, yeah, naturally a bit more wintry than shorter summer months. Yeah, that one there. Whereas the Shadavari is obviously more um, India, warmer, much warmer climates. Yeah, humid warmer climates. Yeah, I don't think you could grow either of them here in New Zealand, <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> but energetically as well, they wouldn't be what they are if they were grown here either. That's kind of similar to, you know, like growing your own tomatoes is better than getting them from somewhere else just energetically as well. So yeah, there's the physical components and the constituents that can be measured and that the plants contain themselves, but then there is the energetic part as well. And that's that's also a big part of what I prescribe when prescribing to individual people as well. So do you coach women individually? Yeah, absolutely. So I do, I have my own naturopathic practice. So I see people um, individually in a clinical setting for whatever their health and wellness needs are. And like I said, I do specialize in women's health, but also alongside that endocrine health, which is 
all the glands in our body that connect and communicate with each other via our hormones. It's just that, you know, women's ones are a bit little a little bit more complex and they've got a lot more going on that they they line up really well and it's completely fascinating. But yeah, I would see people individually in a clinical setting and work with them for their individual health goals goals and needs. And sometimes that is purely a physical ailment. You know, like there's just one, you know, a specific thing going on and we go down to the root cause and kind of work our way up from that as to what has caused that that ailment or that symptom. A lot of the time, if I'm really honest, it's actually just a safe place for women to come and offload and, and talk to you. Because usually by the time you've done your consult, you're realizing actually you don't need a lot. You might just need this tea or you actually might just need this magnesium and that's it. But what you really need is self-care and that's a big one so it's educating and teaching women to nourish themselves so that they can nourish the ones around them i'm glad to hear that it comes back to what you said you know we need to support women to mm. nourish themselves so that they can nourish or be the nourishers that they are naturally yeah that's our superpower mm. but you know we have kryptonite so if we can't if we're not looking after ourselves we can't we can't look after anybody else. And my theory is, is happy, healthy women equals a happy, healthy world. Everything we are and we do shines outwards. We have so much influence, even indirect influence, to, to the spaces around us that happens quite naturally. That if we are not grounded and happy and healthy in ourselves, we can't be our best versions of ourselves and we can't help. And, and heal the spaces around us and you know it, that can be completely indirect that kind of stuff or it can be direct you know you could have kids or you could have a large family or you might do volunteer work or you might care, be a teacher and care for high school students or adult students or anything when I when I witness you I see that quality of the ginseng that you mentioned also this clarity and not in an aggressive way and in just a really present way that I've already noticed at the market and I wonder how did you how did you get there have you always had that or did you go through some fires to get there I would love to say I went through fires to get there but I really haven't I've like I but I will say in this lifetime <laughs> it's been great <laughs> sure there's been challenges but when I think about like challenges I'm yeah that not really challenges um, but I would say in this lifetime, because I, and I know people talk about being old souls and I don't really want to use that phrase as such, but I've been here before. In fact, I think I've been here so many times. That's where half my exhaustion comes from sometimes, <laughs> hence the Siberian ginseng. Mm. <laughs> but I have had a couple of experiences in my lifetime that I wouldn't say are directed, like directly related to this lifetime yeah one of them was actually when I was traveling and I went to Egypt and there's a temp there's an island there which if anybody's watched any of the mummy films would know that it's the, it's called the temple island of Philae and it's actually was picked up and moved when they built the Ashwan dam which is this huge big colossal dam in the sort of middle of Egypt but I went there with my family and I remember getting off the boat like taking this little um I think they're called Faluka boats anyway to this island and getting off this island and I just had this huge vision of women just everywhere 
but they were and they were all in white and they were wearing these amazing you know like almost see-through white scarves and things on this island and i just had this huge very strong feminine feeling about this island which is bizarre because it's a tiny piece of land that's been picked up and moved um but that was how i felt and i'd never been to egypt before in my life i had no real history or anything about that specific island or no idea like you know other than it being picked up and moved for the creation of this dam but that's what i saw and that's what i felt when i stepped onto this little little wee island it's tiny it's really only got you know the piece of land and the temple and that's it but yeah there's been there's been a few moments like that in my life that have yeah kind of influenced a little bit of what i do and that they were just my experiences they were purely energetic but yeah that's why i say in this lifetime because it, it was like a memory yeah yeah and, and still you know even if there haven't been major challenges being born as a woman in a patriarchal mm. society naturally brings yeah this invitation to just um, deny the the inner nature and somehow you you seem to have come through that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah did you have like <laughs> is your mother also like a oh strong, yeah strong woman that yeah my mama is she definitely is a strong woman and that's where it's there's definitely parts of her that have you know a part of me and my three younger sisters as well we're all there's a family of four girls so there's definitely parts of her that have come through and and i guess i guess you inherit you inherit the experiences that your your parents go through so your experiences of you know and i'm close to my mom so i've kind of inherited things experiences that she's gone through And I think we do that even through generations where we aren't, we don't know them. So, you know, as far back as, you know, your great, great, great grandmother sort of thing, we, I think we inherit those experiences. I guess that's where you come from when you have uh, generational trauma and things like that. And I'm not saying that I have any of that, but I have, I do believe, you know, we do inherit trauma or, or people do inherit trauma. And I think we, but we also inherit experiences as well, which aren't always negative. So I think, yeah, well, I guess, I guess trauma is an experience. So yeah, I think we just inherit experiences. And I think that in itself shapes who you are to some extent. And then how you grow and deal with and manage that goes forward for you. And then it goes through the next generation, if, if so be, you know. Yeah, so I think you definitely can inherit that and it carries through. But I think that that is also quite powerful in itself. And then I get that your piece in the in the bigger picture of things is to support, yeah, that healing on a on the physical energetic level with the herbs that, yeah, and the definitely. tonics that you yeah. create. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the plants themselves, I mean, they've been here for thousands of years. So the plants themselves have been around for a very very long time. And I mean, I'm, there's still some in the world that we haven't discovered, just like species of animals and all that sort of stuff. Like we we just haven't got that far. And that's because the evolution of nature is so far ahead of us. <laughs> we might get there, we might not. It doesn't actually matter. What matters is that we can learn from nature and we can work in harmony with nature and we can use it to help ourselves which inadvertently then goes out and helps again so it kind of goes around in a big big circle yeah i think the plants there's a lot of wisdom in plants 
there's a lot of knowing there's a lot of grounding there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of i think i think really plants just hold space as well in themselves so that's why i like to work with them they hold my space and i like to use them to hold other people's spaces so yeah when i listen to you you know i'm reminded also you know we i am nature you are we are mm. as humans part of nature we are nature and mm. we tend to forget that but also that you know in the evolution of things we evolved from plants at some point right so it's like these are also part of the family or of the ancestors mm -hmm. and i'm guessing that this is also why we, we resonate with plants with certain plants or that communication happens not in the mind it happens on a different level yeah it's probably it's definitely an energetic level as well as a physical level i think because you can look at um if you look more from i guess a, a science point of view you can see that certain cultures in the world resonate with certain plants better than others right so if you if you're from europe European plants are probably going to be more closely associated and resonate more with you than some random plant from like Asia or the Pacific or a tropical plant, if that makes sense. Whereas if you are from those places where the climate is warmer and more humid and it's a completely different landscape, then you're going to resonate with those plants. They're going to be, they're kind of going to be your bread and butter. They're just going to be part of who you are because you're part of that part of land. And we are all part of the earth. We have also just picked our land as to where we want to be or where our ancestors have been and things like that for, for a huge amount of different reasons. But yeah, energetically and physically, we will resonate with certain plants over others as well. Yeah. That's what's so cool about it. Do you have anything to say as a, a sort of a practical advice to women that are listening? Yeah. My biggest one would be give yourself some grace. Just grace. I think we, we are, we, I would say we're superhumans, but superhumans need downtime as well. We need to be able to recharge. Even Superman flew up to the sun and recharged every time, you know. Like we still need to be able to recharge because we are human. And that's the beautiful part of it. We, we, We are human and it comes with pros and cons. Um, so for women, I would say, I would say give yourself some grace would be my biggest one. I think more since becoming a mum, yeah, that's really, that's really become true. I think we're very hard on ourselves. I think that comes from society's view of how we should be as women. However, I think women contributed to that as well. So owning that, I think, is a big one, you know. You don't have to like it now, but it still came from somewhere. So that's cool. Don't like it now. Change it. You know, go forward and change that idea because we are what we want to be. And I think going with grace and standing our ground, but speaking our truth and just being true to ourselves as individuals is huge. You know, we don't have to fit in a box. Boxes are uncomfortable. We don't have to fit into anything. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that would be my thing. Go with grace and do whatever you want. <laughs> Men learned to be, I guess, doctors or um, learned medicine. They, they discovered it. They 
had science they worked with it especially if you look in, in Greece and things like that there were a lot of a lot of philosophers and things who who treated the sick because they learned from their environment the difference is women we just are that we are born healers and we are born healers because we are natural nurturers and it's <clears throat> that we've forgotten that along the way that we are healers and it doesn't mean you have to be a doctor it doesn't mean you have to be a herbalist you just are a healer what you do heals and that is your natural being as a natural nurturer so it's just coming back to that and yeah recognizing both Imagine that you could become so radically alive that you would create not only the life that you love, but also the culture that comes through you that your being is designed to create. This is what this Agecast is about. This is what this Agecast aims to inspire in you as you listen to this right now. And this could be a daunting thing. And daunting is not a problem. Daunting simply means it's new, it's scary, and why not do it anyway? This is where evolution lies. Evolution is there where the fear is. So we're inviting you to join us on this journey and make it your own. You can do this by, yes, keep diving into these free episodes, the episodes that we're gifting from a place of abundance and necessity. And you can also become a member benefiting from from some special content that we upload in the membership area but really the membership portal is for you to take more responsibility so that we can keep creating this content and if you were willing to step even closer into the circle you could join our in-person live offerings online there are many transformative workshops and trainings that are on offer from various radically alive women across the globe. And you can find all of our offerings on our website, radicallyalivewomen.com. This Agecast is brought to you by Radically Alive Women, a team of women consisting currently of Julia Neumann, Millicent Hoey, Annika Korsten and Hannah Abuzara. See you soon.